Hey, good people. We're back with another episode of the No Good People podcast, where no topic is ever off limits, and I have the best seat in the house. I'm your host, Vera Smith-Winfrey, and tonight's guest is Jacqueline Holness, journalist, blogger, and author of Destination Wedding, a story of four women's journeys as they discover that love is not an experiment easily confined to a timetable or perception. Having recently read her debut novel, I was struck by the beauty of her poetry when describing each character and scene. And after several minutes, I was locked into the tale of these four women and felt that I was the new girl among their friendships, making me more eager about today's conversation. So let's jump right in. Hi, Jacqueline, and welcome. Hi, Vera. Thank you for having me. You are more than welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. So tell me when you knew that you were a writer and what was the very first thing that you wrote? Okay, um, let's see. I knew when I was six years old that I was a writer um, in first grade. I guess I was taught how to read in kindergarten, first grade. And um, some kind of way I wrote a story. I guess it must have been an assignment. And by the end of first grade, Mrs. Roberts, my first grade teacher, gave mm-hmm. me an award for good story writing. And this was in 1981 because I still have this award on my, uh, in my bookcase. Oh, wow. Display. So it's my first oh, award wow. and it's my favorite award that I received. So that's how I knew I was. And that kind of set me on a path. And what was the story about? Now that I cannot remember. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what I wrote about, but I just, you know, I remember thinking, wow, I have this award. And what I appreciate about the award is that my parents framed it for me mm-hmm. and they put it up in my room um, when I was about six years old. So I've had it ever since then framed in the same exact frame. So Cool. So, and so talking about destination wedding, um, what was it about this story or topic that made you want to write about it or write a book about it? Okay, so um, I come from a journalism background. So um, even though when I did start writing, um, you know, I wrote fiction, I guess as a six-year-old, I just wrote, you know, what was in my mind, fantasies in my mind. But, um, you know, when I went to the University of Georgia and afterward, I was trained to be a journalist. Um, but I guess around the time I was getting ready to turn 30, I was interested in, uh, you know, marrying a husband and, you know, moving on with the rest of my life. And um, it didn't happen that way at all. It just seemed that um, uh, it was just so difficult for me to meet someone that wanted to marry me. And, um, and it seemed to be the same way for my friends. Um, Also, at that time, I was watching uh, Sex in the City, the HBO series, and I felt like a lot of what was happening to my friends, and um, it really came to a head when in December 2009, I had experienced yet another breakup, and um, it was around 11 o'clock, I guess that's when Nightline comes on, and I saw a report about how 42% of Black women uh, we're not getting married. And to illustrate the statistic, they focused on women in Atlanta. And it just so happened that oh, I knew oh. a couple of the women, not as friends per se, but I knew them in you know various circles that I'm involved in. And I, you know, and I think very highly of them. And I thought, well, gosh, if they 
are having these issues and it's really bad. You know, I thought maybe it was just maybe a small segment, maybe, maybe just me and my friends, but it was something that was bigger than us. And mm-hmm. also around that time, a lot of other news organizations seem to be um, picking on black women and writing about how, uh, you know, we weren't getting married. Nobody was picking us. We were at the end of the totem pole as far as attractiveness. And um, so it just felt like a very difficult time to be a black woman um, dating. And so um, I guess as fate would have it, uh, a couple of months after that, I did start dating the man that would eventually um, I would marry. But, um, you know, even after we started dating and our relationship got underway, I still kept thinking about this report. And um, I didn't, you know, I'd, I'd written a nonfiction book. I didn't want to write a nonfiction book about it because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, don't know, I guess I wanted to make it seem more fun than that. But I, I wanted to write something that addressed that report and addressed how I had been feeling for the past, I don't know, seven or so years. And so um, these characters just came to me, Sonaldo, Whitney, Mimi, and Jarena. And um, I just kind of started writing, you know, um, as I was planning my wedding, I was writing and, um, you know, I took breaks, you know, as wedding planning started to take over my life, but I was, you know, I was just writing. So it just kind of went from there. Let me tell you what I love though, so much about the story, Um, how beautifully you describe Jarena's grandmother, her relationship with her church growing up. But I was also so moved by the sermons of her pastors. And to the point that sometimes I was rewinding them and thinking to myself, now does Jacqueline have a background in in, in theology or is she a preacher? Because I'm telling you, the messages that you were sharing were really spot on. I mean, how you intertwined you know, it, the, the sermon or the message, um, um, the lesson into your story was quite incredible. Um, can you talk to me a little bit about that? Okay. So I'm fascinated with female pastors, Mm -hmm. um, primarily because my dad is a pastor. My grandfather, when he was alive, he was a pastor. I have two uncles that are pastors. Mm-hmm. I've never wanted to be um, a pastor, but I'm very, for some reason, I'm very interested in female pastors. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> um, so I, I don't have a, a formal education in theology and I have too much respect for it to claim anything, but maybe I picked up something by osmosis. Let's put it like that. <laughs> so, yeah, it was beautifully yeah. written, beautifully written. Thank you. Um, and it was such, you know, you know, I wanted to you know, when sometimes they say touch your neighbor or touch a new neighbor or whatever, I was like, oh girl, like, I was listening to you when I was walking and I was just, I don't know, it was just so beautifully done. And so kudos to you for being able to capture that, but also to make it relevant to the story because it didn't sound contrite by any stretch of the imagination. It was really good. Oh, thank you. I have to tell my father that he'll be proud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so is there a particular character that you, um, that you felt resonated with you most or that you felt more connected to? Because I can certainly tell you, you know, who I felt very connected to in the story or you who I was rooting for. Like, tell me who you liked, the, you know, the most or who you connected with and then I'll tell you who I. <laughs> okay. So I think I was rooting most for 
um, uh, Sin, Sinelda. Okay. Um, I was rooting most for her and I was really happy that she ended up with um, her chef, right? Because I thought she was making everything so superficial and I wanted her to get beyond that so badly. Okay. Um, and I really wanted more from, um, uh, I wanted more from Whitney. I wanted Whitney to be less shallow because I found her to be, I was very angry with her though, because I felt that she was not being as kind as she could be to her husband, right? And, mm -hmm. and helping him discover his dreams um, or, or supporting him. Um, but, and I, but I loved, but I, I love Sinelda's um, spitfire and I loved her energy. Um, and Mimi just made me laugh all the time. <laughs> well, okay, so my character, I think, so, okay, so in speaking of uh, Sinalda, she has a part of me, uh, the take charge competitive part. Mm -hmm. I, I am that way. Um, Whitney is the least like me. <laughs> so <laughs> I really had to stretch to think of, you know, to create her. And then my favorite is uh, Jarena because um, probably because of the religious thing, but also because I do think that even though I'm, you know, deeply religious, I guess, um, mm -hmm. I do have a flip side that people don't necessarily see. So, okay. <laughs> so yeah, so I do like that kind of dichotomy with, with her that she's not exactly what she appears to be. Mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. yeah. No, that yeah. is true. She's not exactly what she appears to be. And I've got to know, and I hope I'm not giving away too much in the story. Is Barry white? Uh, yes. No, no. Barry. Um, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, I had to think about it. Yeah. <laughs> I had to think about okay. my characters. Yes, yes. Well, no, 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 no. I was thinking about someone else. No, Barry is not white. He's just light. <laughs> okay. He's okay. Because yeah, he said very white. Okay, at one point he said blonde hair and blue eyes. And I was thinking, okay, but I wasn't sure. He has blue eyes, but, and, and he does have blondish hair. As a matter of fact, I saw a, a kid this weekend or Friday that reminded me of what I would think a, a child version of him would look like. Okay. So probably biracial. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. And I was so angry at him. I wanted him, I, I wanted Jarena so badly not to do that. You know what I mean? Like, I just wanted her to leave him alone. And so, um, but it was a great story. It was just great reading. Oh, thank you. Um, and yeah. I'm glad that I had, had the opportunity to kind of delve into it as deeply as I did. You know what I mean? Because I wanted more um, and I wanted it to go on a little bit longer too. <laughs> well, I, 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 Maybe I'm kind of jumping the gun, but there is a sequel that I've written already, but it's still in, in progress. <laughs> oh, good. Well, good. That means I have to have you back on the show. We can talk about that um, okay. for our part two. Awesome. Awesome. So, um, so Jacqueline, where did you grow up? So um, I grew up in College Park. I know you went to the University of Georgia, but I'm mm -hmm. not sure if you're familiar with, you know, um, the suburbs of Atlanta. Some parts of it, yes. Okay, so um, the airport is located um, partly in College Park. So I grew up in College Park, East Point, you know, Metro Atlanta. And then, my, but my family is originally from Jamaica. So up until I was six, we, we moved around a lot. 
So, yeah. And so have you ever thought about living elsewhere or are you pretty much know that Georgia is going to be your home? Um, I, at one point I did think about um, moving to New York, you know, as a writer, you know, of course, with New York being the, the writing, uh, the, the publishing capital of the world. And so at one point, you know, I think every writer has a New York dream. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. So at one point I was thinking about moving to New York, but that never materialized. Um, but right now I'm just content to visit other places. I like being um, close to my parents. Um, and I just feel very comfortable. I feel like Atlanta has um, what I need. And then I'm, if I want to go somewhere, the airport is right here. So, you know, so I feel like I'm okay here. Got it. Does your family support your writing? Have they always supported your writing? Yes. Um, that's one thing I really do appreciate about my parents. You know, writing is not... Uh, it can be a lucrative field, but it's not uh, automatically a lucrative field for many writers, if not most. Mm -hmm. um, but they've always encouraged me to um, to do whatever I wanted to do. And so, you know, I've always wanted to write. So they all, always encouraged me to do that. So what do you um, what do you see next in your horizon as far as do you want to do a book of short stories? Are you interested? I know you talked about a sequel, but what's next for Jacqueline? Um, as far as writing is concerned, you know, I, I do, I'm working on the sequel, um, you know, I've continued to work as a journalist, so I freelance for several publications. Okay. Um, as far as my novels are concerned, though, um, you know, some, and I'm not critiquing, I'm just saying where I'm coming from, you know, a lot of people kind of like um, churn out novels, and I'm always amazed by how they can do that, because um I want to write novels um, that read um, almost like nonfiction. Mm -hmm. um, I, I want them to seem very, very real. And because for a long time, I didn't read novels, even though I started off reading um, fiction. By the time I got to be 18 or 19, I transitioned to nonfiction and didn't read novels again for several years. And okay. um, so... My um, goal is to write novels that feel as real as possible. And I want them to also have deeper meanings without it being literary fiction. Cause um, I don't want, I'm not that deep, but I'm kind of deep. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. You mentioned um, um, that Proverbs three, five and six is the best advice you've ever received. Um, and because, and primarily because they freed your mind to simply walk on the predestined path that God mm -hmm. already paid for you, you know, mm -hmm. so who was the person that gave you that advice and, um, and how do you use it or how do you encourage other people to kind of walk in their predestined path? Well, um, my father, we have, um, my, my mother says, I'm just like my father, but just a female version. So we mm -hmm. talk a lot about <laughs> theological type issues and so that's um you know that's his favorite um verse in the bible and so um you know that's something that really comforts me I tend to be an anxious person I guess mm -hmm. and um so when I come back to that verse it makes me think okay this is something that's already it's already ahead of me I just have to walk toward it and so that really does uh, comfort me when I start to get anxious so mm -hmm. yeah 
And how do you encourage other people, like whether it be young people or your peers or other, you know, other women? Well, I was talking, like I said, I mentioned earlier, I was talking to um, a young lady yesterday and I was sharing with her about, you know, writing and she, um, you know, she was thinking about which colleges she wants to go to in a couple of years. She's a sophomore in high school and, you know, how she wants to pursue writing. And so I was, you know, I was just sharing with her my journey and sharing with her things that she should think about. Um, you know, and I don't know, you never know what anyone is going to take from what, you know, you tell them, but I hope that um, the experience that I've had so far as a writer um, and as a person, um, you know, would be of encouragement to people when I'm speaking um, to them about, you know, following um, in their path. Because I think of all the things that I have done, I've tried to stay authentic to what mm -hmm. my path is. So, um, you know, and so my path is um, as a writer, mm -hmm. um, as a Black woman, as a a, a Jamaican of woman, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that's like two, I, I consider myself, um, you know, Southern, you know, but I also consider myself Jamaican, you know, um, you know, so as someone who kind of um, walks the line in both of those cultures. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, and, and now, you know, I've been a, a wife now, so that's a new path, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> so yeah. So I hope, you know, I hope I hope I answered your question. Sometimes I go too deep in my own mind. <laughs> so. Oh no, you did. Remember I said, it's, it's completely authentic conversation. So wherever you okay. answer is perfectly fine with me. Okay. Um, so what's next for Jacqueline? Meaning, you know, as far as, do you plan on, um, you know, helping other women figure out what they want next. Um, you know, as you, you know, you talk about, you have a book club coming up next. Is that part of the conversation? Do you find that when you do book club conversations, like they are really focusing on like a destination wedding? Um, you know, I've often thought about, well, okay. So when I, part of the reason why I wrote this book and I don't share this with as many people. Mm -hmm. I, okay. So I don't want to be, um, seen as an expert in love and relationships per se, but I do want my experiences that I folded into the book to help a certain subset of women, I guess, um, get past some issues um, that they may have to, um, you know, if they want to be married, like, you know, every, I don't think every woman you know, has to be married or should be married. You know what I mean? Right. Or, you oh, know, right. I just, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, but I do feel if you want to be married and you've had, you know, and if you, and if you match my experience, if you're a professional black woman who has high standards, who has found it difficult for a variety of reasons to, um, to be married. And, and I've known over the years, I feel like I've known quite a few black women who've been in that space. Um, then I feel that, um, experiences I've had along the way can be helpful. And, and, I, and that was one of the reasons why I wrote it in um, a fictional format because I didn't want to seem like I was preaching, but mm -hmm. I did want to share lessons. So, and, and so I didn't, um, and so I, what I found is that people pick up whatever they need to pick up, you mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. and, and I have no control over that. You know what I mean? And so I, and I didn't want to, and I didn't want to have control over that. I didn't want to be like, you should learn this. 
and then you should learn, you know, Got I just it. feel yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just wanted them to get whatever they felt, um, you know, resonated with them. Like one book club I went to, one of the women um, shared with me that she was thinking about going to therapy after reading, you know, my book. I was like, oh, okay, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, and so I was like, well, you know, and I've been to therapy. Um, that was why I incorporated it in the book and it really helped me. Um, I'm trying to think of another reaction. Um, one woman felt like she had maybe been too picky, you know, like when we talked about the chef that maybe she had overlooked some good men, mm-hmm. um, you know, and that maybe she should go back and reevaluate her choices and what she thought was an appropriate, um, you know, potential partner. So, you know, so I didn't, I didn't want to, um, you know, I didn't want to, you know, put certain things out there like, okay, number one, learn this, number two, learn this, or even with the sermons that you picked up. I mean, I didn't necessarily put them in there to share, you know, say, okay, you need to, you know, think about this theological point. I just put, you know, what made sense for me. And then you pick up whatever you think is good for right, you. So, right, right, right. Yeah. I love it. I mean, all of it I love. So um, I'm really glad that you were able to kind of share your perspective, but also give us a little bit more in depth to, you know, your writing and a little bit more about the book, but also who Jacqueline Holness is. I think that's really important for people to know. So tell, can you please tell my listeners how they can um, find your book, um, how they can follow you on social media? Okay. Well, you can go to, um, as far as getting the book, you can go to anywhere uh, you would normally get a book, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, uh, walmart.com. Um, also with the audiobook, Audible, audiobooks.com or any of your um, you know, online retailers for audiobooks. Also, you, if you don't see um, my book in a bookstore in your you know, favorite bookstore, you can request it and they'll order it for you if you want a print version. Um, so however you normally would get your books, uh, my book is available that way. Mm-hmm. If you want to go to my website, you can go to afterthealtercall.com. That's A-L-T-A-R-T-H-E-A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L.com. Uh, and then um, I'm at Jackie H. Wright's. That's Jackie, J-C-K-I-E-H-W-R-I-T-E-S on Instagram and Twitter. And then, you know, Facebook, Jackie Holness. If you want the Facebook friend with me and, and, and see all my online shenanigans. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I really do hope that um, my listeners will follow you. And I hope that, or rather I encourage them to um, get your book Destination Wedding because it really is a great read and I really did enjoy it and I'm going to share it with other people um, so that they can read it as well. Um, okay, I appreciate that. But I also thank you so much for you know sharing um, your time with me today and I hope that when your next book comes out that you will come back again and let my listeners hear about that as well too. We can talk about your next book. Okay, well, thank you so much, Yvira, for um, having me. I love the name of your uh, podcast, and I look forward to future episodes and all the good people that you know, so. Thank you, thank you. So um, thank you to my listeners today um, for joining me and my guest, Jackie, for this episode of the No Good People podcast. All right, y'all. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the No Good People podcast. Want to share your story? Cool. Hit me up at nogoodpeoplepodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, 
I'm Vera Smith Winfrey. And remember, it's always good to know good people. The No Good People podcast is co-produced by Diana Guzman Productions and So Very Vera Productions. The No Good People podcast can be streamed through Apple, Spotify, and other selected streaming services. Thank you.